Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Dr. Anonymous Show 95. The Night Shift. Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Welcome to the Night Shift here. I am your host, Dr. Anonymous, and uh, yes, that's right, I am unofficially a part of the Block Talk Radio Trekkie Palooza. (laughs) You can see that on the front page of uh, Block Talk Radio, and uh, this is the uh, show that brings you observations and commentary from a family physician, that is me, and uh, social slash new media enthusiast. I'm trying this new uh, theme for the show. I'm not sure. It's not really flowing as well as I, sh- I would like. I'm going to keep working on that. But I am, of course, your uh, favorite physician host. Uh, I am Dr. A, and you can always find me at dranonymous.com. And you can also find me at dranonymous.net. That is, brings you to my Facebook fan page. I'll talk a little bit more that, about uh, that later. And uh, you can also find me at dranonymous.org. And if you click on that, that'll take you right to my iTunes page. And uh, you can uh, subscribe to the show. You can get all you can handle of Dr. Anonymous. Uh, and uh, please subscribe to the show. <laughs> uh, so thank you, everybody, for uh, joining us uh, here uh, this Saturday night. Um, it is May 9th, 2009. It is 9 p.m. Eastern Time, and it is 56 degrees Fahrenheit here in beautiful northeastern Ohio. And uh, for those of you in the chat room, you can see that uh, I'm trying to find some different and colorful shirts shirts for you uh, here uh, this evening for the show. If you're listening on the archives, you're missing out on my wardrobe here uh, this evening. I should uh, start out with a disclaimer right at the top of the show here. Uh, There is no cat tonight. I know uh, I am as heartbroken as all of you that there is no uh, cat here uh, this evening. Yes, it's true. The rumors are true 
She does have the swine flu. No, 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 I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, I have a confession for all of you out there uh, that uh, I have to admit up front that, uh, yes, I am a bad co-host. Yes, Uh, because I did not tell Kat that uh, there was a show uh, here tonight, so I am a bad co-host. Bad, bad. So basically, I'm an idiot <laughs> because I know all of you tune in to hear the cat, and uh, she's not here this evening. And she told me she's not really feeling that well uh, tonight. Anyway, she's uh, she's a little bit under the weather. So, cat, I know you're listening. Uh, so get well soon from all of us here in the chat room. I do want to give a big shout out to people in the chat room here. We have PK, we have uh, friggin' Ben, we have Kimmy. And we have uh, J-Man, our favorite stalker, also in the uh, chat room here this evening. That's right. Yeah, J-Man says, no, cat, I'm leaving. I don't blame you uh, for wanting to leave because that is the main attraction of the show. And as I say for every one of these night shift shows, you know, this is just the warm-up act uh, because at the top of the next hour will be the uh, featured, <laughs> the flagship show of Saturday night here on Blog Talk Radio, yes, the Annie and Burl live show. So hope you all of you are able to hang out for that. So for uh, this evening, um, I'm going to do something similar that I did to my uh, Thursday show. I uh, was able to get uh, some uh, audio clips here to some of uh, my uh, favorite, I wouldn't say favorite, but probably the most interesting news uh, uh, items of the week. And I do want to give the credit up front uh, to uh, the Associated Press, where I got uh, most of these, most of these stories, especially uh, some uh, YouTube audio clips. Uh, so we'll be uh, talking about that uh, coming up uh, for the show. And uh, whenever, <laughs> whenever I get tired out, that's when we'll that's when we'll uh, end the show here. The uh, the pollen count here in Northeastern Ohio has been. Uh, <laughs> Tremendously high, and it's been clogging me up here uh, this week. So I've uh, been zapping the energy here for me. So uh, uh, so let's see here. So uh, before we get things started, I do want to do a thank Block Talk Radio for featuring a show uh, again uh, this evening. Also featured on iTunes, uh, for some quirky reason, I'm featured under the Alternative Medicine tab there, but I'm not complaining because uh, it is uh, <laughs> very lucky for me to be featured on iTunes. So uh, welcome those of you who are new to the show, especially those of you who are listening on the archives. And for those of you who don't know, uh, I'm a family physician in a full-time private practice uh, here in beautiful northeastern Ohio. And I've had my blog uh, coming up uh, for three years now. Be Next month will be three years. Very excited about that, even though I haven't been blogging that much uh, <laughs> My blog has just been promoting this show. Maybe I should get back into that at some point. And uh, coming up on the uh, two-year anniversary of this very Internet radio show here on Blog Talk Radio. Very excited about that uh, coming up. This is show number 95. So, yes, thank you, Blog Talk Radio, for not canceling me. <laughs> So if you want to join the show here later this evening, uh, the uh, actually any time, the, uh, the, uh, the uh, uh, I can't even talk now. <laughs> I'll take calls any time during this, uh, this hour or less than an hour. Uh, the number here is 
9514. And I do want to welcome our guest to our party here this evening. Thank you for joining us. And uh, this is the most friendliest chat room in Block Talk Radio. So thank you all for all uh, checking us out here this evening. Uh, oh, it's uh, Epi Junkie. Welcome, Epi Junkie, to the show. So I think I will just uh, kind of take my first uh, little musical break, and then we will dive into things here. Uh, you're listening to the Dr. Anonymous Show, a proud sponsor of PodCamp Ohio. You can find it at podcampohio.com, and we will be right back. to be my call screener. I'm still uh, kind of uh, working on that. So so thank you uh, so much for that. So let's kind of dive into things right now. This is the Dr. Anonymous News. Our lead story here this evening comes from London, England. That's right. That's right. It uh, has to do <laughs> with uh, what I would call well-endowed women. <laughs> this story comes from the Associated Press. That's right. From Thursday, May 7th. Women challenge Marks and Spencer bra pricing policy. That's right. This is real. <laughs> uh, 
Busty women have banded together to battle Britain's largest clothing retailer over a surcharge for extra-large brassieres. Frustrated with uh, failed attempts to convince Marks and Spencer to drop a two-pound or a $3 extra charge for sizes double D and larger, the women plan to take their fight to the company's annual meeting. <laughs> uh, here's a quote. They aren't listening to customers. Maybe they'll listen to shareholders, said Becky Williams, a founder of Busts for Justice who had purchased a share of M&S stock so she can attend the meeting. People think it would be great to have big boobs, but it's an emotional issue. It can make you feel isolated, and shopping at Marks and Spencer can make you feel like a freak when they charge you extra. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So here's the audio clip from YouTube from our friends at Associated Press. No big boob penalty for big busted Brits. British clothing chain Marks & Spencer has eliminated its $3 surcharge policy in bras that are double D or larger. Curvy customers are thrilled. People shouldn't be penalized just because they've got bigger boobs. It should all be the same price. And everyone's different shapes and sizes shouldn't have to pay for a bigger size. Store executives did an about-face after some 14,000 women gave their name to a Facebook campaign aimed at eliminating the big bust penalty. This woman co-founded the group Bus for Justice, which launched the media blitz against the chain. Yeah, I think it's definitely hard for bigger busted women on the high street. I think historically there have been you know, bad availability, but the bad fitting, and then to sort of stick an extra charge on top seems a bit unfair for us. So I think finally all these women have had a place to vent their frustration. To make nice with customers, Marks & Spencer is cutting prices on all bras, offering a 25% discount on all sizes for the next two weeks. Myra Lopez, The Associated Press. That's right, kids. And they have responded by dropping the surcharge. Very excited about that. And, yes, uh, there is a real, <laughs> a real Facebook group that uh, the Dr. Anonymous staff here, uh, the best staff in all of Broad Talk Radio, was able to find out because I know you, the Dr. Anonymous listener, wants to know about this. <laughs> for those of you on the archives, I will just read this here to you from the Busts for Justice uh, Facebook page. And this is, uh, here, here we go. Our official stance on the success of the campaign and news that the surcharge has been removed. We are really happy to say that thanks to the members of Busts for Justice, M&S have decided to abolish the tit Tax. I'm just reading this, kids. You know, I can't make this up. And from now on, we'll be operating on a one-price-fits-all policy across their ranges. <laughs> we would like to thank everyone who has supported us on this issue, especially the thousands of brilliant, busty women that have joined forces with us. We couldn't have done this without you. Bus for Justice remains committed to making things better for busty women on the high street. But for now, we're happy just to be able to encourage all ladies to reward themselves and their boobs with some properly fitted, fairly priced lingerie. Much love, Becky and Becky, a.k.a. Busts for Justice. Hugs and kisses. <laughs> so, so what do you think about that, kids? 
you know that is uh i am uh i am all for busty women uh, i i can't can't lie about that i uh, definitely support them in uh in their cause and i'm glad that they were successful in their campaign <laughs> oh man so in a related story uh i just learned this today from our uh Official, unofficial West Coast correspondent, Kimmy. Uh, this comes from the uh, <laughs> very uh, newsworthy publication called Wired. The title is, Disney Calls Off Thrill Ride Boob Cops. That's right, nothing but the best stories here on the Dr. Notman Show. The story goes like this. The eagle-eyed employees who scan for flashing bare breasts at Disneyland and Disney's California Adventure have been reassigned. <laughs> the move, which is sure to put a thrill back in thrill rides, took effect Sunday, according to the Associated Press. Rides that will no longer be monitored include Splash Mountain, Tower of Terror, Space Mountain, and California Screamin'. Disney has tried to keep exhibitionists in check over the past decade in an effort to stop nudity from appearing in souvenir photos snapped by the park and sold later to riders of the attractions. Yes, that's right. So, all across this world, from London to Anaheim, California, that's right. Fighting, fighting for boobs. That's a ringtone somewhere. <laughs> I know. For those of you who have not clicked off this show yet, I know. This is very thrilling. This is very exciting. This is the, uh, the best uh, bus show ever. <laughs> That's right. Epi Junkie says there's still hope at Cedar Point. That is the, the best Amusement Park in the Midwest, if not in the world, in Sandusky, Ohio. That's right. Don't miss the Cedar Point. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to jump on the ride here, uh, the number here is 646-716-9514. And our next news story here has to do with our good friend, Olympian, Michael Phelps. That's right, our good friend, Michael Phelps. He's back in the pool, there's a story here this week saying that he was, uh, he's back in the pool. You can rest assured now, after he got uh, allegedly busted, <laughs> busted, <laughs> I just got that, for a pot. Yes, he went through a uh, huge ordeal about whether he wanted to come back and compete again in swimming in the Olympics. Here's a story from the Associated Press from this week. The swimmer who won a record eight gold medals at last year's Beijing Olympics is ready to race through the water again. Tuesday, Michael Phelps finished serving a three-month suspension handed down by USA Swimming after a picture surfaced showing him inhaling from a marijuana pipe. But his return to swimming almost didn't happen. Phelps admitted the fallout from the photo made him think twice about whether he wanted to remain in the public eye the winningest Olympian ever with 14 gold medals, Phelps was unsure if he wanted to keep swimming. Suddenly, though, one morning, 
Phelps decided he would not call it a career. I was like, what am I doing even thinking about, you know, quitting or retiring? Like, I'm 23, like, I'm not, gonna reti I'm not retiring at 23. I have four more years left in my career, and there are still things that I want to accomplish. Phelps will be back in the pool next week at a meet in Charlotte, North Carolina, his first time swimming competitively since Beijing. Phelps said he's had some decent times in training recently, and he's working on a new stroke for the 100-meter freestyle, but he can't tell you about it. Can you describe at all what it is without giving away too much? Not really. <laughs> Phelps added the Charlotte meet will give him an idea where he stands as he prepares for this summer's World Championship trials. I have no idea what to expect in the meet, so I'm just going in with open-minded you know, open and, and seeing what happens. Um, you know, I think this is the first real step to, to you know, to world championships because that's, you know, where we want to be at the end of the summer and, and you know, I think going into this meet and then coming off of here and going to, into um, altitude training in Colorado, I think, you know, we'll, we'll really find out what we need to change and improve on before Worlds. Ready? In Beijing, Phelps broke Mark Spitz's 36-year-old record of seven gold medals, but that incriminating photo cost him one major sponsor and tarnished his image. Being able to do something that I've never thought could be done and, and you know I was able to put my mind to something that was everyone said was impossible and I was able to do it. Um, so you know as long as I have that and I have my family that's all I really care about. Phelps said he wants to be known as the greatest all-around swimmer in history. Some might say he's already achieved that goal and yet the 14-time gold medalist said he wants to get better. Steve Carmazan, The Associated Press. All right, so the first thing here, a secret stroke for the freestyle. What is that about, kids? I mean, how can it be secret? I mean, there's, you know, there's only so you know, many ways to swim, don't you think? I mean, it's some kind of mystery. Let's <laughs> he have some kind of private pool in his uh, backyard that he... Uh, <laughs> A, a private uh, uh, Olympic-sized pool that he's doing these secret trainings at. That's kind of funny. <laughs> the other thing too is that uh, you know the uh, the, uh, the uh, conspiracy theory part of me <laughs> is telling me, hey, maybe he did this on purpose because there's no way that the greatest athlete, the greatest Olympic athlete ever. I mean, he was going to have a fall. He was going to fall from grace. So why not be the one that controls that and, you know, leak out this photo and then go, you know, in disgrace, be on quote-unquote suspension for three months? Because there's nothing that the world, there's nothing in America, there's nothing that the world likes better than a comeback story. Nothing. So I think the marketing on this guy is brilliant. <laughs> sure, he lost a sponsor, but, you know, I mean, the world championships are coming up this summer for swimming, I guess. That's what this story, I don't follow swimming, but that's what it said. So there's nothing that the press are going to like better than this comeback story for this guy. <laughs> and, it's, and I hope he makes it, it all the way back. I mean, it's, it's funny. That's hilarious. So... So best of luck to Michael Phelps. We'll be uh, we'll be tracking him on the uh, Dr. Anonymous show here, and uh, 
will be, uh, especially, you know, all of the uh, marijuana and uh, bong jokes that will follow him as he uh, goes through his uh, swimming career. So, uh, so yeah, so I think I need to uh, take a little bit of break here because I'm going uh, <clears> to <throat> clear my throat here. So. Uh, so we'll be right back here. We have a few more news stories left here, here on the uh, night shift here on the Dr. Anonymous show. Don't go anywhere. You can top off your drink, you know, fill up your with your favorite beverage because now we have uh, – oh, I do want to uh, – before we go to break here, I do want to uh, welcome our other uh, – uh, People here to the chat room, we have uh, Burl, and we have Jesse, we have uh, Musiki. I know I said that wrong, I apologize for that. Uh, but as I said at the top of the show, this is only the warm-up act for our main event at the top of the hour, which will be the Annie and Burl live show here on Blog Talk Radio. But before that, we will take this break, I will take a sip of my beverage, and we will continue right here. Back to the Dr. Valmas show only on Blog Talk Radio. Now, I can't go uh, an entire show without mentioning the swine flu. That's right, yeah. So, uh, for those of you who have come in late, uh, Kat is not joining us this evening because she has the swine flu. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Now, I am a bad co host, and I forgot to tell Kat that, that we were having a show here tonight. And she also told me that she was feeling a little bit under the weather. So, uh, Kat, I know you're listening out there. Get well soon. So, talking about the swine flu, uh, we uh, uh, I talked about it a little bit on my Thursday show that uh, the press, the press themselves, who were hyping up this story, and uh, if you listen to my Thursday show here, show number 94, I played a clip from CNN who was blaming Twitter for hyping up uh, the swine flu story. That is just the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, because I think CNN is the 
you know, the most alarmist network out there, especially when it comes to the swine flu. But, uh, but now there are some stories that are coming out this week now that the story is slowing down in the press, that uh, the press themselves have asked the question, uh, have government officials, not the press, have the government officials, <laughs> were they alarmist and overhyping the story of the swine flu? And uh, here's an audio clip from our friends at the Associated Press talking about that very topic. If you're among many who think the swine flu threat was overhyped, Dr. Richard Besser has a message for you. There will be people who are hospitalized, and unfortunately, uh, I expect that there will be more deaths. The dire warning issued by the acting head of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is the latest in a string of grim predictions issued by officials since the outbreak began. In an interview with the Associated Press, Besser admits the outbreak appears to be less severe than first feared, but he makes no apologies for talking tough about swine flu. I think that the actions taken in terms of being aggressive, uh, taking those steps that could prevent major impacts on people's health um, early on and then backing off is really the only way to go. Some argue much of the hype surrounding the virus didn't come from the CDC but instead was caused by an overwhelming amount of media coverage. This story probably got more coverage uh, than it uh, ended up deserving. But I think the tone of the coverage was more restrained than the amount of coverage. Um, uh, it, there wasn't hysteria in all that time. Uh, there just was a lot of time spent. And Tom Rosensteel of the Pew Research Center's Project for Excellence in Journalism praises the way health officials communicated with the public. Even if the questions tended to be, uh, uh, at times, to border on uh, uh, panicky, the answers that we got uh, tended to be cautionary, conservative, and I think um, sort of in tune with uh, the event. Problem is, no one yet knows exactly how the swine flu story will end. The thing that's keeping me up at night right now is, a, is that feeling of dodging the bullet and the sense that uh, people are taking a sigh of relief too soon. We don't know what this virus will do, and we need to make sure that we are ready to go um, should this virus come back in the fall in a more severe form. For now, the safest move may be to remain on high alert. Convincing the American public of that may be the real challenge. Jason Bronis, The Associated Press, Atlanta. <laughs> so, so you get through the whole report, and right at the end, you know, it may not. We may have hyped this up here a little bit, but we have to remain on high alert because this thing could come back this fall. This thing could go back tomorrow. This thing could come back next week. So we shouldn't. We shouldn't let our guard down. <laughs> For those of you who missed the the show on Thursday, shame on you. But here's the here's that CNN story. This uh, the CNN story was uh, uh, right at the end of uh, uh, April. I think it was April 27th or 28th. So right as the hype was starting, uh, that's when you heard this story. The swine flu outbreak continues to dominate the news. It began in Mexico where it is being blamed for more than 100 deaths so far. And then there are those isolated cases being reported all over the world. Many others are turning 
to the web for more information. The outbreak is by far the most popular topic on Twitter. Errol Barnett has been following the site and uh, monitoring what people on Twitter are tweeting about. So yeah. what's, what's, what are they saying? Are they worried? Are yes. they thinking? Yeah? There's a lot of fear out there associated uh, with this outbreak, but fortunately you have a lot of official health organizations also using the site to share information and give updates. You can check this out as I pull, the, as I pull these up. You've got the World Health Organization. You can find them at, at symbol WHO News. They're sharing information. You've also got the US CDC, Centers for Disease Control, at, at CDC-Flu. In Mexico, you've got the city regional government at, at Mexico underscore DF. They're sharing details. They're giving people advice and reminding people that this really is not a time um, to be scared, just to have raised awareness. Awareness. People are also using Twitter to link to all of this information and other sites. A biomedical uh, researcher developed a Google map and actually has plotted all of the cases of swine flu around the world. And what you're seeing, pink markers reflect suspected cases. Um, if you can zoom into Mexico City and you can see where all this kind of started. Purple markers are confirmed cases and some of those icons, which are having a challenge seeing, but once you see them, if they have a dot in the middle, um, those individuals are still alive. If the markers do not have a dot, um, the individual is dead. So people are sending wow. eye reports from Mexico. That's terribly morbid. And they're sharing accurate information though. So the takeaway is, don't believe all the tweets you see. Make sure they're from official organizations and um, to have a raised awareness and caution. All right. Well, let me tell you what some of the viewers are saying. It's, uh, one of the users on Twitter that uh, uh, on my account there, yeah. definitely we're overreacting. Most cases in countries other than Mexico seem to be mild cases. Um, Simi Uzamiri is saying we're definitely overreacting. Why don't we allow the WHO and the C CDC to do their job? I've been reading a lot about people saying, here you go, hyping it up, you know? Well, what, what official organizations also say, though, is the, the way that if you protect it from being a, a, a problem to a huge problem is making sure there's raised awareness and that people all are washing their hands, being mm -hmm. very careful, cautioning people not to head to Mex Mexico if it's not essential travel. That's how you prevent this thing from really spreading worldwide. Right. So the key is for everyone to know that this exists. That it exists and that there are ways to protect yourself. Thank exactly. you very much, Errol Barnett. Now, sure. what we uh, did a bit earlier is we asked our viewers uh, whether or not they're taking those precautions uh, against the swine flu outbreak. It's pretty even across the board. Yes, 31%. No, 21%. 29%. 41% say it hasn't appeared where I live. All right, so the point of all that was, uh, so don't uh, pay attention to uh, what's going on on Twitter. Pay attention to what's going on on CNN. I think that's what that whole point there was because, uh, you know, whatever. Because Google has a map because if there's a, if there's a dot on it, then uh, you're alive. If there's no dot, then you're dead. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm... Uh, I'm sick of this story. Uh, all right, so let's move on here. I do want to uh, welcome uh, Dr. Bloxine to the uh, show, to the chat room. So uh, welcome to the uh, welcome to the humble abode of the night shift here uh, on the Dr. Anonymous show. So uh, let's see here. I do have a couple of stories here uh, left, but I do want to uh, just mention, I, I did talk about this on Thursday. I'm going to talk about this tonight just to kind of put this thing to bed, just to kind of... Finish up telling the story of my time in Chicago. I think it was like two weeks ago now. I've been stretching this puppy out as long as I can. 
so if you want to see the videos, the videos are out there of my excessive uh, videotaping and uh, <laughs> and the uh, uh, I, I can't find the word. Uh, just me videotaping my time out there at the Annium Burl compound in Chicago, Illinois. If you want to check that out, you can go to dranonymous.net, dranonymous.net. So uh, just, just some closing thoughts on this uh, deal, because I think I've milked this story. Milked this story. <laughs> or teething for all I can. So it was, uh, it was a good time. It was a good time. Uh, got to uh, meet some other uh, Block Talk Radio hosts. And Kimmy, our good friend Kimmy from Seattle, flew all the way in to Chicago to hang out with them. Maybe not with me, but to hang out with Andy and Burl. Uh, it was a good time. It was a good time. A uh, good time had by all. And uh, <laughs> Uh, I can't wait to hang out with them again. I, it's, uh, it was no, it was really fun. It was, uh, and uh, I want to thank Annie and Burrell for their hospitality in uh, letting me do uh, two of my shows from their compound, from the luxurious Annie and Burrell Live Studios. And I got to sit in the Burrell's chair to do a show. That's right. I was uh, I was very very excited about that, and uh, I did. My Saturday show from the Annie's chair. Uh, is the Annie fit? I'm not really sure if that really fits that at all. Uh, but I know that uh, the Annie and Burl live show is coming up at the top of the hour. I do want to play these clips while Burl was still in the chat room here. The first one here is from the uh, <laughs> One Bromance to Give finale. And uh, it's basically uh, Burl and the crew talking about me while I was getting a beverage. Here we go. Many are here and they would kick my ass. Hey, 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 no, I'm kidding. Doc, I, I, what? Dr. Anonymous what? is going in our refrigerator to get beer. And I touched him like hey. two minutes ago. Isn't that awesome? It was a dream come true. I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. I'm going to, okay. And yesterday? While he's gone for a second, I, I want to say, animals <laughs> can't have an unnatural kind of fascination. Whoa. With, uh, <laughs> with, with poor Dr. Anonymous. Yes. I feel bad for him. But, but there's, one, there's a part of me that feels bad for him, and there's another part of me that is thankful because it's taken a lot of the heat off me, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know? Skeleton key. I see skeleton key yeah. over there. <laughs> I'm touching his hair. She, oh. the, are you catching this? Is, it, <laughs> is this going out on the air? Because I'm fantastic. <laughs> he has great hair. I, he does have awesome hmm. hair. It's like <laughs> touchable. Can we wash your hair? I. Yeah, you want to see the videos? Uh, DrAnonymous.net. Yes, I want to welcome Trauma Junkie to the chat room. Oh, and I do want to uh, thank Dr. Blockstein for uh, playing a clip from this show on his show. Uh, I think it was last week or the week before, we were talking about uh, Justin, the mouthinator with cat, and uh, he was uh, gracious enough to uh, play the clip from from the night shift on his show, so thank you for that. So I have one more clip from the Andy and Burrow Live show. This is <laughs> from when everybody uh, left Chicago, and uh, Burrow was uh, doing a little bit of processing and thanking me for 
taking the heat for him while uh, while I was there. Here we go. Uh, interesting on the Saturday show when we have the full cast here, which uh, Annie, myself, Rock Dog, Cat, and uh, everybody. It's it's good. So you can check those out there as well. Just click on the link on the media tab, and you'll see us. Uh, you'll see us there. I wanted to talk a little bit about the past week. Oh, okay. Well, let's. I, you know, the, the therapy has kicked in. It's starting to kick in. Um, I don't know who's going to need therapy more, myself or Dr. Anonymous. You know what? We were... You abuse... Well, I'm, I'm jumping ahead. I'm jumping ahead. Slow down. Let me back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week, we had, uh, we had some in-studio guests. We had some... Uh, some uh, I don't want to say house guests because they weren't both staying here, but uh, we had some, some guests visiting us. Uh, we had you see her in the in the chat room, and you've seen her around Blog Talk Radio and other shows. Uh, Kimikins or Kimme? Kimme. But don't call her Kimbo. <laughs> uh, again, I can say that now because she's you know she two thousand miles away. She's still gonna um, kick your ass. Yeah, I know. Um, we had Kimmy uh, joining us and visiting with us, and we also had out here from Ohio our favorite MD, Doctor Anonymous, from the uh, Doctor Anonymous show. Uh, gotta say, I, I, I want to thank everybody for for their their wishes, for their their um. Well, I just call it what it is. It was intervention. I mean, everybody was trying to give an intervention for uh, on Doctor Anonymous and my uh, uh, my behalf. And uh, I want to thank everybody for the for the the prayers, the uh, the additional bail money that was that was phoned in to the uh, phone lines. <laughs> because it really paid off. Uh, Annie and Kim abused Dr. Anonymous. I don't know how else to put it. The poor man was, I mean, I thought I was going to get it bad, and, and I really owe him because he took a lot of heat off of me. He did. He really, really did. We didn't even get to paint your toenails like we talked about. Yeah, it wasn't going to happen. We were going to hang spiders from the bed, from your computer, but, but Dr. A... I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't know, but we, we did abuse it, him, and we liked it. Yeah, yeah, you did. You enjoyed it a little too much. I don't know who liked it more. I, I, I was watching the videos uh, today. <laughs> I was throwing carrots at him. Yeah, carrots, um, pins. Snow peas. Oh, no, wait. Snow peas, yeah. No, that was, that was Kim. We had a great time. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. I uh, um, absolutely... You know, had had a great time. We all had a, had a great time, and uh, um, again, I do have to thank Doctor Anonymous publicly for taking all the heat off of me. And he kept coming back every night for more. So, uh, so thanks, thanks again uh, to uh, Annie and the Burl for their hospitality, for letting me crash their studio, and also thanks to Kimmy for putting up with me for uh, the nights I was there. And I have to tell you <laughs> that of all the video uh, that that you can see on uh, DrAnonymous.net, <laughs> there's a lot more in the camcorder that is just completely unusable. <laughs> it is unusable. Uh, they will not see the light of day unless you send me, uh, you know, the right amount of cash. 
so, uh, so thanks again uh, for uh, for them uh, for for putting up with me for the uh, past few days. Now, uh, I do have a, a few more stories, but I do want to alert everybody who is uh, listening on the archives because in my chat room right now there is a fight that is breaking out that was started on the after show of the Dr. Anonymous show on Thursday night on show number 94. That's right. What am I talking about? I am talking about the junkies. I am talking about Epi Junkie, and I am talking about Trauma Junkie. <laughs> on the after show of show number 94, a fight broke out in my chat room <laughs> about who can drink whom under the table. That's right. They're, uh, that's, uh, I, I, I can't control it. I just report the news to all of you. So I think this thing is going to be uh, uh, continuing onward um, as the shows go on. There's probably going to be some kind of showdown at some point. That's right. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what to say, but uh, you know, probably, uh, probably on some future Dr. Anonymous show, uh, we're going to have to sort this out. Or We'll have to have video evidence of this. Probably there'll be the uh, the showdown at the Indian Borough Live compound <laughs> because you know because they know how to get drunk there. I'm not you know I'm not uh, I, I, I can't lie. You know what I mean? <laughs> they know they will be sponsored by LifeLock. There will be uh, uh, breathalyzers involved, and uh, Kimby and I will be the uh, judges. So, uh, so, uh, so, you know, if you're missing the show live, you're missing, you know, all the uh, uh, trash talking that is going on in the chat room uh, right now. Uh, so uh, I encourage you to check out the next exciting episode of the Dr. Anonymous show. So what I'm going to do here, we have about 15 minutes left. I'm going to take one more break here. <laughs> uh, wow. See, look, it's getting, it's getting worse in there, kids. Uh, it is, it is getting worse. So uh, let me find uh, a quick little thing so I can get a, a, a quick uh, drink here, and we'll be right back here. Don't go anywhere for the end of the show. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the final segment here of the uh, Dr. Anonymous show. Uh, as I've said all along, we are only the warm-up act here on uh, the Block Talk Radio Network. At the top of the hour will be the uh, flagship show of Saturday night. Yes, it, it will be the Annie and Burrow live show right here on Block Talk Radio. BlockTalkRadio.com slash AnnieBurrowTalk.com. So have you heard of this Boston trolley driver? Uh, this uh, this story just came out uh, yesterday, and uh, uh, Boston trolley driver was texting at the time of the crash. Officials say this is from CNN. The operator of the trolley that rear-ended another trolley Friday night in downtown Boston has told investigators that he was text messaging at the time of the accident, which injured 20 people 
this transit official said. The operator of the striking train was interviewed at the hospital by two detectives, said Daniel, I can't say his last name, general manager of the Metropolitan Boston Transit Authority. He admitted that he was texting at the time of the accident. Here's more. A trolley traveling underground rear-ended a second train that was stopped between two downtown stations, injuring about 50 people. But authorities say none of the injuries appeared to be life-threatening. According to the Massachusetts Bay Transportation Authority, the operator of the moving trolley, a 24-year-old man who'd been on the job less than two years, admitted to police that he was sending text messages from his cell phone when the accident happened. Boom, everything went black. We fell down. The MBTA has boosted its enforcement of a rule against cell phone use following a fatal trolley crash outside Boston last May. There were reports the trolley driver who died in the collision was using a cell phone just before the crash, but an investigation determined there was no evidence to support that conclusion. Following Friday's accident, the NTSB suspended service along the line while it investigates the crash. Sophia Manos, the Associated Press. So I want to see what happens with this deal. I mean, obviously this guy's fired. I mean, why would you admit you were texting? <laughs> I mean, come on. Hello? Maybe there was something more that he was doing. Maybe he was drinking. <laughs> Maybe he was hanging out with Michael Phelps. Yes, that's right. Michael Phelps joke for tonight. That's right. <laughs> so we'll be kind of seeing what's happening uh, there with that. Uh, here's, my, uh, here's my last story here for this evening for all of you. Uh, and actually, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's kind of a, it's kind of a good news story here. We'll end on a high note here. And uh, those of you uh, who may not have heard, the Statue of Liberty—that's right, the Statue of Liberty, the crown. You know, the, the little crown thing. I, I mean, it's, if this was a video podcast, I could show you that, but it's not. But the crown up there—you know, there's a little observation deck up there. It's been closed forever. And they announced this week that uh, that sucker is going to be open, I think, July, maybe even July 4th or this summer sometime. Very excited about that. Here's more. I like coming down here and looking at it. It is a good symbol. My grandparents saw it when they first came, the first thing they saw. Sitting atop her pedestal in the New York Harbor, she's been an enduring symbol of freedom for more than a century. The way my parents came here and how they built their lives up and have, you know, made a better future for me and my siblings and my cousins, so that's, that's what I feel symbolizes. Lady Liberty. Soon we'll be able to see what New York looks like through her view. I've been back to Statue of Liberty a few times, but never up to the crown, of course. Since the September 11th attacks, the statue's crown has been off limits, but not anymore. Government officials announced it will be reopened to the public. The reopening of the crown, I think, definitely symbolizes, um, you know, just the hope and to know that New Yorkers or anybody else that comes here, like, aren't aren't scared or aren't afraid anymore. I guess it's saying to the terrorists we can still have our uh, monuments and visit them, all accessible. The crown officially reopens on July 4th, and as symbolic a gesture it is, it's not bad for New York tourism either. The crown is open. Again, I love that. This duo hopes the crown's reopening will be a boon for business. I'm very happy because now coming a lot of people to New York because it's open now. I think it's, it's going to be fun. Fun to go go back again. People who haven't gone there before should, should go, definitely. Bonnie Ghosh, the Associated Press, New York. 
So that's uh, that's pretty cool there. I mean, I I take a journey out there uh, to uh, uh, to New York City to uh, check that out. Uh, I think. Um, I know, like going into the uh, Statue of Liberty, I, I think it's a lottery process. I don't think you can just show up. Um, I think it's like a 60-day or 90-day type of thing. But uh, yeah, I would, uh, I'd love to go up there and uh, kind of see the view from New York City, New York City, from the uh, from the crown of the uh, Statue of Liberty. So, uh, so that's uh, that will be very, very cool to see. So uh, we have eight minutes left, but I'm going to close this thing up here early here tonight so we can all get ready for the Annie and Burl Live show here on Blog Talk Radio. I want to thank all of you who have been uh, checking me out here live in the chat room. I want to give one more shout-out here to everybody in the chat room here. Kimmy, PK, Friggin' Ben, uh, J-Man, and uh, The Burl, and Dr. Blockstein. Catch him Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And Trauma Junkie and uh, Jesse. I want to give a little shout-out here to Kat, who uh, could not be with us here this evening, and because I forgot to tell her of the show. But uh, the Lane Below Lowdown is uh, Monday nights, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on Blog Talk Radio. And, uh, of course, Ian Burrow Live is Wednesdays and Saturdays at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the network. So check them out next. I am out of here. My next show will be on Thursday, May 14th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. I am not expecting a lot of people to show up for that show because next week is network <laughs> network season finale week on the TV shows. So I think it will just be me here alone on the Dr. Anonymous show next week. Maybe I'll title the show season finale. Maybe people will show up for that. But uh, I'm still going to have a show because you people, I do this for you people, because I'm a giver. <laughs> so join me on Thursday, May 14th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, or Rock Dog Time, as we say in these parts. So thanks a lot, everybody, for joining me live or on the archives. We will see you on Thursday night. Good night from the Buckeye State, and hey, happy Mother's Day, everybody. We will talk to you very soon, Dr. Anonymous. Come check me out. Good night, everybody.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.